Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Show. This is match week 10. 10, I think. If not, somebody will correct me. Um, I'm your host, Ali, this evening, and joining me, we have pretty much the, the World Cup regular for the for Man Post this year. Nathan, how are we, fella? I'm all right, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, you must be loving this World Cup. I think you've seen more games than anyone. Uh, it's, this, it's the one beauty of working from home, I think. It's... Uh... <laughs> My uh, my day has literally been scheduled around every World Cup day, so it's, it's been fantastic so far. Oh, that's perfect. I've been off on holiday all week, and I think I've seen one game. Um, <laughs> one game in the thing, yeah, that's why I did the podcast with Adam. Um, right, well, shall we jump right into it then? Um, yep. I think, shall, we, shall we start with the, 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 la- the latter group, the, the evening one, just obviously fresh fresh on your mind, and seemed to have a bit more, a bit more drama about it than the, the earlier ones, so... I'll, I'll run through the two results just so we could probably just interact both games together. But Argentina will yeah. come away with a 2-0 win at Poland. Uh, McAllister and Alvarez with the goals. And then Saudi Arabia with a late late charge trying to come back, but 2-1 Mexico win. Um, I was under the impression Mexico were through until that one, but obviously you corrected me on the, the disciplinary rule, which is chaotic, which is mental, and I, and I love it. But um, yeah. I mean... Mexico must have been like ecstatic because um, they would have obviously heard about the Argentina score. But it gave gave the fans like yourself watching it must have been some exciting to actually keep an eye on both games. Yeah, so <clears throat> I, had, uh, I had the Argentina game on the telly. I had the Mexico game on the iPad, <laughs> and uh, annoyingly the uh, the Mexico game on the iPad was about two minutes behind. Right. So I'm watching the game and it pops up saying, "Oh, Mexico scored." I'm like. Did not, <laughs> and then obviously it's caught up and and what have you. But yeah, it's uh, it's certainly made the drama as a neutral fantastic tonight. Um, Mexico um, were fantastic. They they knew what they needed to do and they absolutely went for it. Um, before 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 the, the games kicked off, the group was wide open. You know, any any one of the four could have gone through with the right yeah. approach. Um, and to be fair, Mexico were the one. The one team out of the four that absolutely just went all out for it and thought, "No, we're going to do this," and it was just, it was just mad how it unfolded. Um, what I will say from the Mexico game, the free kick uh, for the second goal that'll be shown forever and a day at every World Cup as a one of the great goals in, in a World Cup competition. Um, I, I, I don't think I've ever seen a free kick like it. The whip. And and the the pace from the distance was outrageous. It was absolutely outrageous. What a goal! Yeah. So Ali's going straight on to YouTube after this podcast to to see this free kick. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. My my predictions went completely wrong. I I had it as Poland somehow sneaking a draw, um, in this game and and Saudi beating Mexico, um, mm. and then Poland and Saudi Arabia going through. 
Um, yeah. Mainly my hope in just Mexico and Argentina going out in the World Cup. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, how, how was Messi in the game? Because, obviously, that's that's the one everybody's paying attention to. And I guess that's for most of those, Argentina is the team that everybody kind of wants to win because of the, the love affair with Messi, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, I actually picked Argentina before the World Cup as my, my team to win, purely based on the outrageous run that they were on. Um, yeah, was it 36, 36 games unbeaten? Was that right? I think, 35, yeah, I 36, think they, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 36 games unbeaten and then met Saudi Arabia in the first game. And <laughs> yeah. that was like, oh, he looks like the biggest idiot in the world now. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I've stuck with them. Um, they've still not shown me anything really to say that they can go all the way. Um, but going back to your original question, Messi tonight was um, practically. Maybe not top level Messi, but some of the stuff he was doing, just, you know, making passes that just, you know, other players, you know, would struggle with. And he made it look so easy. Uh, dictated the play for Argentina. Uh, he was their main man, really stepped up tonight. Didn't get a goal, but he was uh, he was involved all over the pitch. Um, really, really good performance from Messi. Um, but I still think that he's very much on his own. He needs... Yeah, he needs at least one other player to step up and help him. Um, Alvarez uh, tonight missed a couple of chances, but took his took his goal well. That was a really good finish. Um, and to be honest with you, the way uh, Martinez has played so far, I, I'd have, I'd start Alvarez all day long for the rest of the tournament if I was in charge of Argentina. Uh, Martinez yeah. came on and he he, he missed another. <laughs> I wouldn't say an easy chance, but. You know, he should have done a lot, lot better with it. Um, so for me, Alvarez starts over him in the next game. But yeah, Messi, Messi definitely running the show for Argentina. I, I just seen here that Messi missed a penalty in this game. I don't know when people are going yeah. to learn just to not let Messi take penalties. He might be a wonderful football player, but a wonderful penalty taker. He, he certainly isn't. No, no, the penalty was wasn't. Well, it, the penalties that we've seen so far in the group stages have all been pretty terrible, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, yeah, but. Yeah, Messi, it wasn't in the corner. It was at a good height for Chesney as well. Don't get me wrong, Chesney's done well to save it. It's a, he's got a strong hand to it. Um, but as long as he dives the right way, you, you then make Chesney the, the favourite to save it. Yeah, another thing, as you, you were saying about getting somebody to help Messi, I think that seems to be the common theme in, in all three games that everybody's mentioned. That It's like they get the ball to Messi as quick as they can, which sensible, very smart. But then it's like, right, we'll just wait here. Yeah. and kind of leave him to his own, which is allowing teams to, to double up, and I assume triple up at times as well, because there's just no no movement. And it's kind of strange when you look at some of the players that Argentina have got, especially in the attacking side of things, you would expect a bit more from them, but they, they seem to be just sitting that bit more compact. More. I just wonder if that first game really just, all the last two games were really just about, let's just qualify and we can adjust from there. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. It does feel it does feel like the 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 waiting for something, and I can't really put my finger on what it's like. It's yeah. like the waiting for a spark, or the you know, or something. And I I thought in the last game with the Messi goal, I thought right, this is what they've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. You know, the fans the fans to be fair for Argentina have been fantastic. They've been some of the loudest fans um, that I've noticed in the games. You know, they've, they've really backed the team. And, it just, I don't know, it feels like playing with a handbrake on maybe, but again, it, it just needs one, maybe two more players just to help Messi out a little bit, and, and, and I can fully see that changing completely. Um, something else I've noticed throughout all the groups so far is um, 
you know, there's been a lot of a lot of mismatched teams where it's been very it's it's been all about be compact, don't get beat kind of thing. And I'm just wondering now when we're into knockout football and when you're getting some big teams playing against each other, those gaps are going to be there because you're going to have two teams who can both say that the the what's the what's the right phrase the 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 better team in in the game. Yeah. So they'll go they'll both go attacking. So I'm just wondering as more gaps open up. Is that going to play into to like Argentina's hands? Or to be honest with you, I was thinking about this last night watching the England game. Um, you know, England have have been peppered for the USA game, but USA were strong, compact, uh, and carried a big threat on the counter attack. And England didn't really have anywhere to go with the ball, and it was a bit like that against Wales until the first goal went in, and then Wales yeah, kind of collapsed a little up bit. Yeah, and I think that was kind of similar tonight with with Poland. I mean, I mean. It's when you look at the two game, the two games tonight. It's outrageous that Poland go through and Mexico, Mexico don't. Mexico were throwing everything forward, really attacking, really good to watch, and Poland really didn't offer anything at all going forward. You know, you've got the world's best striker up front. Just go and give him a bit of service, and and the, he just he had absolutely nothing whatsoever. Poland were really really poor tonight, really poor. Yeah, I watched Poland, the Poland Saudi Arabia game on Saturday. Um, my daughter had a football presentation, and me and one of the other the other girls at the football were um, sitting watching it on our phone. And and I feel Poland were very. I know they won two 0 but I feel they were quite lucky to go through <coughs> in that game. You know, I was very impressed with Saudi Arabia, and even I mean, I would let you go on to them as well. And I think they can feel quite hard done by as well to be to be bought with the group without really a. I look in really in the end, um, obviously beating 2 0, so it looks comfortable against Poland, and then obviously only getting the goal late on. So realistically, it was like obviously 2 0 Mexico, and as you say, Mexico went for it. But having beaten Argentina in the opening game, they surely would have been yeah. like rubbing their hands together at the time, thinking, oh, we knew all, all they really needed was, I mean, arguably a point, you know, maybe another one out of the two games, which should have been more than plausible for them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You go back to the start of this group where. Saudi Arabia got that unbelievable result against Argentina, and I think Poland and Mexico drew nil nil. I think they did, it? yeah, yep. Uh, and I remember watching it, thinking, you know, well, I mean, Saudi Arabia must be looking at this, thinking we can easily get a point off one of these two, no problem, if not all three. Um, and I think you're right, what you said, Saudi Arabia um, were definitely one of the more attacking teams in that group, and they were they were fun to watch. You know, they gave it a go. Uh, again, the fans, you know, they've, they've got a big following uh, out there. Fans were brilliant, and yeah, they can feel really hard done to to finish bottom of that group because they were they certainly weren't the worst team in that group. And again, just going just going back to Poland quickly, I think I think Poland have been the worst team in the group. They have been very lucky. They were so lucky tonight. I think they had one cleared off the line. Argentina missed a couple of chances. Uh, Mexico had a few chances that went, you know, yeah. Just wide or a, a block here and there. They've been so lucky to go through. And to be honest with you, as a Poland player, I'd be thinking, well, you know, yes, I'm, I'm glad we're through, but you know, what, what's the point really? You know, you can't. Yeah. Unless, honestly, unless there's a massive, massive improvement, they'll get hammered in the next game. Yeah, I mean, well, we'll come on to that just now, and we'll blend that right in perfectly. So obviously, I mean, so that that group finished. Argentina top with six points. Um, Poland and Mexico both on four, but as we said, Poland with a better disciplinary record and Saudi Arabia on three. Um, again, maybe I was looking through all the groups. Probably the most entertaining group of them all, you know, with Mexicans playing some nice football, Saudi playing 
and Argentina obviously having Messi, the, the love yeah. story for Lewandowski getting his first World Cup goal, I believe it was. Um, so just a tremendous group right through. Um, yeah. So Group D, which I, I am right in saying it's Group C and Group D that um, then face each other on the next round, doesn't it? Yes, yeah. Yeah, so, that, yeah. yeah so obviously that's the, the France group. Um, and the results in this game were Australia, which again was a shock for me. Didn't see this one coming. Australia beating Denmark one um, nil. Yeah. Not that I thought Denmark were special, but I watched uh, Australia against France, and um, I thought they would have been straight out. But um, yeah. and Tunisia with a one nil win over France. Now I had a look at the team. I can only I, I don't know France's starting lineup from, but I'm guessing it was heavily rotated, Nathan. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, they've. Uh... There was there was a question in commentary saying like you know it, 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 does it need to be looked into in terms of France rest resting all their players but when you think about it and they did pick up on this in commentary you know France have had some very big injuries before and during the World Cup already so I think Deschamps has has gone I've got my six points I'm through I'm resting everybody taking absolutely no chances and I think that's just the right thing to do uh, yeah. given how many how many big players they've lost already. Yeah, I mean, on that, before you carry on, like that might be one of my pet hates when people talk about this, like pundits and, and media members. Like, the, surely in a group a group like this where you're only playing three games, the aim is to win the first two games. So yeah, literally absolutely. you can rest every player you possibly can yeah. for, for the next round because obviously there's more important games than a, than a game that doesn't mean anything. It's, it's one of my bugbears. Like, I, I get it if it's a league format, like a proper, you know, like the Premier League yeah. or La Liga. I can understand that, like resting for a cup game or something like that. But when it's just a format where it's for you, you've done your job and completed it. The reason you take a twenty-six man, twenty-six, yeah, twenty-six man squad yeah. is to give everybody a game anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think if you've got that luxury, you you you've got no option but to go for it, given how many games you've got to play in such a short space of time. Yeah. Um, and how how high intensity the games are as well, you know. You yeah, definitely. That, that, that you could argue, well, look at tonight's games, that from game three onwards, it's high intensity. From game three, it's then knockout football, unless you are in the position that France were in, where, they, where they'd already qualified. But Yep. Um, it's it's just the, the more sensible thing to do. And again, going back to France's injury problems, you can see why he did it. Um, what I would say, though, is on the back of that, have we seen the first chink in the French armour that if any of those first 11 do get injured or, you know, France have to change the game because it's not going their way, have they got the quality to come off the bench? Based on today's game against Tunisia, I'd say not really. They they, they really struggled to get any sort of co- team cohesion throughout the whole game. Um, Tunisia just did the right thing, stuck, stuck with them, kept, kept in the game um, and ended up getting a goal. Um, the goal was was again just uh, I can't remember who scored was it Kazari uh, I think he used to play for it was yeah Kazari yeah that's it yeah yeah um, he just he just picked the ball from midfield and ran through unopposed until he got to sort of like the defensive line and before the defenders closing down he's managed to take a swipe at it and he's probably put it in the one the one place where the keeper couldn't get to it really um, but then the shops have started to put the first eleven out, so Mbappe comes on, Griezmann, Dembele, you know, a few others came on, and mm-hmm. from that point onwards, Tunisia have gone right. We've got our goal, uh, we're now going to sit in, and then 
the French quality from the first team players that came on a substitute start to take over and we start to see the France that we've seen all the way through the tournament. Yeah, I mean, I, I assume had, I'm looking at the table here, I mean, you probably know better than me, but had Australia not won this game and it was a draw, but Tunisia went through with this result as well. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it was it was fascinating uh, how, how the, the timings of the goals, because Tunisia scored. <laughs> yeah, that's um, what I, just what I was seeing, two minutes apart. Yeah, yeah, so Tunisia score, wild celebrations, they're going through, and literally... By the time they finished celebrating, I think I don't even think they kicked off again because the celebrations were, were that wild. Australia had scored in their game and it had all changed again. Um, which it, it's as a, again as a neutral, it's fantastic to see. It's it's, it's all the drama in that 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 you want in a World Cup at this stage. Well, absolutely. I mean, one of my biggest complaints in, in domestic football, and me and Adam speak about it quite when you look at the Champions League group stages, there's almost no point watching it sometimes until. You know, the quarterfinal stage, because most of the groups are formality. But this World Cup has been crazy. Yeah. I'd be, I'd love to see, like, somebody's prediction, you know, when you can predict all the groups at the start. Yes. Like, how many people came close to getting it right? Um, because I can't see it being, can't see it being many, you know. Like, no, absolutely I mean, this, this group, I would imagine, I mean, again, <laughs> it was the bias and love affair of, obviously, the, the Ericsson story as well. But I think everybody had this down as France, Denmark. To be like six points each, and absolutely, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just said the same to be fair at the start of the tournament. I said France and Denmark come out with, with mm. not too many problems. Um, I think, I think from the Danish perspective, they're going to be really disappointed. Yeah, they, they've. They, it's not like they've been unlucky. They've just not performed at all, like like we've seen them, like like they did at the Euros. Um, they've been really, really poor. Uh, one of the things I've noticed throughout the whole tournament is teams that, that haven't got a recognised number nine have really struggled. And Denmark are, are probably the biggest case of that in this tournament where, yes, they've got players up front, but they're not really a true number nine. And the number nines that they have got, I'm thinking more here of uh, Cornelius, just haven't been good enough. Just not been good enough at all. Yeah, that, that massively showed in the, the first game, didn't it, against Tunisia? Um, yeah, yeah. What was that? What was that 0-0 draw, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, and uh, that's what they were crying out for. And, and you, you never know, like, that. I always say, and that's why, obviously, the Saudi Arabia and, and finishing bottom is such a shock, because normally that first game is so important. Um, yeah, massive, It almost yeah. relaxes you, and then it sets you up, but then... Watching France, obviously, what's it, 6-1, six, 6-0 six, six, against Australia... Um, it was, was it 4-1 or 4-5? Oh, I thought it was more so, yeah. So there you go. I mean, that that then, pressure on Tunisia and Denmark, because then they're looking at France like, well, that's one spot gone, because you're, you're already... I mean, they were probably already thinking that, but I think yeah. that's what maybe makes Australia qualifying in second even more impressive, actually, because they took such a hiding in the first game, um, yeah. and they looked fairly... You know, it wasn't like a, a smash and grab on it by any means. Like, France were, you know, looked really impressive to the point it was like, can you really judge France on this game because it was only Australia? But, you know, we've now seen Australia, like, dig in deep and, and get those two wins and might be, you know, probably the most impressive part of the World Cup so far. Um, yeah, I'm not yeah. Them and that Argentina, but obviously you expect that losing the first game to come back, but that's an Argentina team. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, no, fair play to to Australia. Um, I mean, I'll run through the group before we can add any more onto that. Uh, but France finished top with six. Again, Australia finished second with six. Tunisia, as we just mentioned, that two minutes apart. Um, Tunisia finishing in third with four, which you know they can hold their head up high with that. And uh, as we both mentioned, Denmark might be the most disappointed from all the teams because they probably had you know more of a a hope than most um, holding up the table. Um, yeah. The any more on that group from today's games before we yeah I'll, move I'll, on? I'll, I'll just give a shout to, to Tunisia and Australia. Yep. So Tunisia, um, you know, they they conceded late on, but Griezmann was offside. But take nothing away from that result from Tunisia. That's you know, no matter who's playing for France, you still yep. pick France in that game. So um, yeah, Tunisia can hold head high. That's a fantastic result. That's up there for me with the Saudi Arabia beating Argentina. Um, and as for Australia, um, just just they they mentioned it in commentary. They said something along the lines of, for all the stats and all the statistics that you can put into a computer to spit out a result, there's still not a there's still nothing in the computer world to add for heart and desire and commitment. Yeah. And I think Australia have shown all three of those qualities in this World Cup. I think against France, yes, they took a hiding, but up until the point where France scored, Australia were in that game, took the lead, looked really good, you know, containing France then. To be fair, Mbappe decided, right, I've had, I've had enough now, we'll, we'll, we'll just get this done and <laughs> dusted. Um, which, you know, when you've got that in your team, never mind everybody else, it's, it's kind of scary, isn't it? But Australia, fantastic. And a shout-out to uh, Suter at centre-back. Um, he was colossal. He was everywhere. He was absolutely everywhere. Stopped everything that Denmark were trying to do. Um, and really personified Australia in this whole tournament. So, yeah, fair play to them. Yeah, I, like, I can't echo that enough. I think, as you say, like... I think that makes the, the France game even harder to take and make it even more impressive because you're in a game so much. The the the, the demoralising state of le- then taking such a hiding in your first game, um, knowing then you've got to work. I mean, I guess you could also say they, they looked at the France game as, oh, well, we'll probably lose this one anyway, working the other two. But again, just to, just to fight back, as you say, the work ethic and the, the heart to the players yeah. and to the manager and coaches to getting them up, you know, to have the belief in it. Because even against the Tunisia, they still weren't looking like like nobody was still saying, Oh, Australia will go through. You know, it seemed to be Yeah, yeah. Again, obviously everybody thought France would beat Tunisia, but they they automatically thought Denmark would would beat Australia as well. So yeah, look, hats off hats off to them. Um, yeah, definitely, yeah. And it's just been a good year for Australian sport. They've done really well in, in combat sports as well and yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's a country that it seems to be their nation gets right behind them. So again, it should make for fun latter parts. Yeah. Um, so back here in the next round, we will have Argentina versus Australia. Um, what what a prize for Australia to to get, um, and then it'll be Poland versus France. Yep. Uh, what's your just your your quick thoughts? Obviously, on do you, do you reckon it's the two the two big guns for? qualification? Yeah, I think so. I think, um, yeah, Poland have showed nothing in all three games and showed less than nothing tonight, if I'm being honest with you. I can't be, can't be more critical of them tonight. Um, France will look at that and just think it's a walkover. You know, 
Mike Lewandowski out of the game and just let Mbappe, Griezmann, Dembele do what they want to do. Paul won't caught with them at all. Um, I can easily see France scoring three or more in that game. It's just went, you know, how many do they want to score, in my opinion? Yeah. Um, Argentina versus Australia should be a straightforward Argentina more <laughs> problem, but we have seen that Argentina aren't quite firing. We have seen that there's a lot of reliance on Messi, and we've just had a discussion about how much heart and desire yes. and commitment that Australia has shown. So if that game starts to get into sort of like second half territory and it's nil-nil and it's edgy, uh, you know, it, Australia are only going to need one chance. That's And that's it. Yeah, they can more than happy to dig in deep. Absolutely. Um, yeah, they'll, uh, they'll, they'll be happy to camp in their own half. They'll make it really, really difficult. And that's what Argentina have struggled against so far, where teams have been really well organised and compact. They've, they've really struggled to get in behind them. Um, yeah, look, that's been mass- I, I, I'm making this sound like there's a giant killing on the cards. <laughs> I honestly don't think there is. I think Argentina will have too much. But I, I still wouldn't be totally shocked if Australia managed to nick it. Yeah, one can hope. Um, although I'm now at the stage I want Argentina to get to the final and lose, but Messi, Messi <laughs> would miss in the penalty. Um, but yeah, those games will be played on Saturday and Sunday um, yep. for anyone needing it. Uh, the games are split, so that should be interesting. Uh, let's have a quick look at tomorrow's games, Nathan, and I'll let you break these down. So tomorrow we have Group E and Group F, which is the, the obviously the second last day of qualifying uh, games. Yep, that's right. So tomorrow's games we have Costa Rica, Germany, and Japan, Spain. Uh, now this. Is this the group that's a bit mad, isn't it? Or qualifying, so yeah. There's a lot going on in this group, isn't there? Yes. Uh, So what have we got? Japan, Spain. So yeah, I mean, Japan, Spain, both draw, they're laughing, um, Germany. I mean, this is the the game that's going to really define this German team now. You know, everybody's saying it's like one competition too many. They need to win and they need to win big to hope to stand a chance, don't they? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, this Germany team, I just... what I, There's talent, there's talent in that team, but it's for whatever reason, it's not showing. And I'm, I'm going to go back to something I said earlier on. It's the lack of a number nine. Um, we had a conversation the other night when, uh, I think it might have been the, the, first, the first round of games in this group. And I think I said that Germany were crying out for Miroslav Klose. Just someone to put the ball in the net. That's all they need. And, and you know, I'd be tempted to start um, the lad that they bring. They've been bringing on. I can't remember his name. Full, full Craig or something like that. Um, they're just missing a number nine for me. Yeah, um, Full Craig. That's right. Yeah. But um, yeah, Ger- Germany have got to win, and they've got to win big. And I think that's. I mean, you look at the group. If Spain beat Japan, then. Germany only have to win and that puts them on four points and sends them through so you know you'd back Germany and Spain to win both games anyway so we'll see but I think from more of a German perspective they'd like to see a big win Yeah I just all teams I mean it's going to be a horrible game for Germany you'd imagine Costa Rica are going to sit in and make it really ugly Um, because they'll be hoping that Spain beat Japan and 
then they go through. Um, yeah. It's just, it's a very interesting, I mean, I think we're both in agreement that there's no issue for Spain here whatsoever. You know, they should no. be feel very comfortable, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, Spain playing some really nice football and, you know, I really like the way that Japan played against Germany, uh, fully deserved that, that win, but then they backed it up with a 1-0 loss against That's, yep. one, of, one of the worst teams I've ever seen in any competition. I was massively critical of Costa Rica when they lost 7-0 because you can't, you just can't do that. You can't turn up to a tournament and lose by that many goals. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm guessing you'll be, if, if Japan don't qualify from this, they will be the team that might be kicking themselves the most, even more than Saudi Arabia. Oh, huge, huge. You yeah. know, a team with Costa, like, you're already in a group where you probably shouldn't qualify, you know, it should probably be Germany and Spain, everybody's writing you all. To then beat Germany in your opening game, to lose to Costa Rica, um, and losing to Spain or even drawing against Spain, you know, it's no, you know, no big issue. But to not even get a point at Costa Rica is is almost that, unacceptable. Yeah, that'll that'll halt them if that's how it goes down. Which you know, it's probably how it is going to happen. Then that that is genuinely going to haunt haunt that Japanese team. Um, like you say, it's it's almost unacceptable to to not be beating Costa Rica. Um, I think they've had one shot on target and it went in, yeah. and that's yeah. and that's the three points for them. You know, if Japan if Japan beat Costa Rica like they should have done, this this group's done. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but, absolutely. I mean, and I mean, Japan then would have been on a roll as well. And can you imagine they had two points off Spain, and it's all down to like a Germany Costa Rica game as well. You know, for Germany to grab something out of it's just I, I do feel they will be kicking themselves. Um, so is your prediction for this group then Spain, Germany finishing your one and two? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fair. Um, and Group F, uh, which three teams like right in the mix here. Obviously, Canada are already out. We have Canada, Morocco, and Croatia, Belgium. And I, I covered this after the last round of games. So I think I can't remember if we covered this game or we, we talked about this as the next day. But I mean, Morocco are loving this. They're right. They've set themselves up perfectly here. I mean, you you'd imagine what? they beat Canada. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I think I covered. I think I covered the first round of games. I remember saying I'd, I'd flip the game, or I think I missed the first two or three minutes. Uh, uh, I missed kick off or whatever. Um, and I was working away, and I could hear all these names cropping up. I thought, I'm going to make Morocco. have got a really, really good team here. You know, <laughs> they've, they've got some players. Like, you know, I was like, all right, okay, and. Um, I think they've I think they've been a surprise package for me in terms of quality. They've been been brilliant to watch. Um and I think the way like you said, the way the group's set up at the moment, Morocco must be feeling really good going into this last last round of games. Yeah, they should be I mean going in, obviously you've got to imagine they beat Canada. Um I'd be very surprised if anything, especially as you say, the way they've played and the, as you see you're you're a bit like you were a bit like me. I mean, I I not very well versed on on like anything outside of English football. Um, but you start hearing names pop up, and you're like, I recognise that. I recognise. Yeah. You know, they're not the team. And I, I always feel like African teams play with just they're a bit more fun to watch. You know, yeah. they're not as like rigid as the European teams that we're used to seeing with high stakes on the line as such. They they just play with a bit more fluidity, and they're a bit more fun. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Worries me for the next game of the Croatia Belgium. Um, neither team looking great. 
Um, not in great form either. This might be a very, a very rigid game, especially with so much stakes on the line. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you'd argue, you know, if this was four years ago and you've got Croatia versus Belgium, you know, you're licking your lips thinking this is <laughs> going to be absolutely immense. Um, and now you look at both teams and you're thinking, yeah, the 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 time's done. You know, they've had the time and they're on the wrong side of it now. Um, I mean, Belgium have been absolutely woeful, to be honest. Um, yeah. Just showed absolutely nothing whatsoever. Croatia kind of got it together a little bit against Canada, but, you know, without disrespecting Canada, because I've really enjoyed watching them, um, you know, you kind of expect Croatia to, to, to turn it on a little bit against them. Um, yeah. But then, but then, you know, you can also totally see Canada thinking, you know, we're out and we've not really shown people what we can do. Let's turn it on. Let's give it a go. Nothing to lose. Let's at least show people what we're about. Um, and who knows? They grab a result. Belgium nick a goal against the poor Croatia performance. And this group's just turned completely like that. Um, yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see what Canada do. I said on the last podcast that we did, obviously, that was Canada going out. I, I'd like Canada to give, obviously, players who have not had game time. Purely on yeah. the basis of one player who, who's from Perth up here. Uh, David Witherspoon. Um, I'd like to see him get some game time just for that, just for him. And obviously, he's got a lot of fans up here. We're playing for St Johnston, etc. So, yeah. but again, I can see them doing it your way. Let's just put our best team out. You know, let's just go out and have fun because I mean, realistically, who knows when Canada will qualify for a World Cup again? Obviously, they they host the next one, don't they? Yeah, so they're going uh, to aren't they? Yeah, so but who knows when they'll qualify? You know, proper again because. Was it, is this the first time in? I can't remember how long ago it was, but I think it's it's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I once before, and, and like you said, I mean, you know, I, I don't like saying this because it's it sounds very uh, condescending, um, but they've done really well just to get here. Yes, you know, they could have easily rested on their laurels and gone, well, you know, we'll, we're all right because we're, we've already qualified for four years' time because we're hosting it, so you know, we don't really need to bother with this one, but you know. Just qualifying for this tournament is a really, really special achievement, um, and they've got, a, you know, a core of players there who can definitely push on at the next tournament. I know that I think they've done really well to get here, but like, it's going to be really interesting to see how they play and um, playing against Morocco. I would imagine going into the tournament, they looked at that game and said, "That's probably where we're going to get some points." Right, so let's staple your flag to the mast then. How are, how are you saying this group is finishing? As we say, uh, currently Croatia, Morocco on four, Belgium on three, so... I will go for it stays as it is. Stay as is, do you think? So do you think Croatia finished top as well? Yeah, I think I think Croatia will, will nick a result against Belgium and I think Morocco will pick up the win against Canada. I am slightly different. I think Morocco finished top, um, and I think Croatia and Belgium play to a draw. I think Croatia are just going to sit in. I just I don't think Belgium have got the the forum. I'd say talent. They definitely have the talent to break them down. Yeah. I, I I think it'll be a, a very boring nil nil, maybe one one. Yeah, push. Yeah, easily see that happening. Easily see that happening as well. Uh, and which would be again ideal for Morocco because then. <clears throat> They could they could avoid Spain in the next game and 
it'll set up a, a more friendly game for them. So, yeah, well, that brings us... Yeah, I mean, but again, as we say, Germany's... I, I think I would rather face Germany than, than Spain. Um, yeah, definitely, yeah. Morocco-Germany has got upset written all over it, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, Morocco-Spain would be a very fun game, nonetheless. Yeah. You know, yeah, it would be at least yeah. fun of nothing else. But um, I think that pretty much sums up all of that. We'll leave G&H to, to whoever's on tomorrow when they, when they, they preview these two games. Uh, probably yourself as well, Nathan, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, thank you very much for joining. If you could let everybody know where they can find you online, buddy. Uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter, at FNCM underscore FC. Yeah, and you can find us at Man in the Post. Please like, share, retweet, and subscribe wherever you can find us. Um, I think it's Adam and Emma tomorrow. Um, I think so. Lineup may change, um, but again, we say it in the show, we will be back um, daily when every match, there's a match on, we will be with you to cover it right up until the final. Um, so thank you, Nathan, for joining me, buddy. Cheers, thank you very much. Thank you at home for listening, and always remember, keep your man in the post. <laughs>